How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? It's Nasipi Zwane, and I'm back with another episode of Sludge Underground Podcast. And today, I have another uh, exciting guest for you in Katia. And um, I'm super excited for this one. You know, when Jen came through and she's like, you know, Katia would be keen on coming on the show. Um, I was super excited because I'd seen, you know, one of her musical videos on YouTube. And um, it's some of the best work that I've seen visually. So I am going to be trying to, you know, get something, you know, some at least some of the knowledge that Katia has also, you know, sort of gotten in her journey just to sort of make sure that if you are a musician or if you are anyone who's looking to obtain such skills and all of that there, um, you're in the best position to do so. So Katya, right off the bat, um, obviously you do mention in your socials that you are a show jumper and you are an occasional um, entertainer and singer as well. Put me in your shoes, you know, tell me about just what life is like as someone who is an occasional entertainer it's busy because um i also i'm also an actuary and i've also got a little three and a half year old so it's pretty busy but you know i'm very much one of those people that you know live your life to the absolute full and yeah so sometimes it's a bit of a juggle but just enjoy every day and yeah you mentioned that you're an actuary there i had to do a bit of research because i don't know what that was <laughs> um, but um yeah the research that i did and i don't know if it's accurate but it mentions you know a lot of numbers it mentions a lot of like data i'm um, looking at data and looking at any maybe financial risks that companies might be in i don't know if that's bang on no it is i mean like look these days actuaries are in very like non-traditional spaces but traditionally you know they're the people that price the insurance and look after the investments and yeah so very different from my singing world and very different from my riding world but yeah that that's me how do you sort of find a balance and actually make time for the music because you know it seems like there's quite a bit going on obviously the show jumping you know you being an actuary and um you know that occasional part you know how do you make sure that you still maintain you know your singing career Gosh, you know, i'd like to think you know i'm driven by passion and you just kind of find the time and and you know you put in the effort and you get it done on the riding side i haven't been jumping competitively for a while um obviously i i unfortunately lost my my competitive horse in 2022 and you know it's it takes time to you know find a new partner and build up the partnership to the point where you're actually competing so hopefully gonna get there this year and then we'll have to re-establish the balance um but we'll get there 100 mm, percent. and obviously with sludge underground being a music you know sort of based podcast as well you know when it comes to the music you know how did you sort of get into that what inspired you to become a singer and to sort of get that going? I've been singing since I could probably speak. So that's just been part of my life since I was very small. So I can't even remember, but um, I'm Portuguese. I don't know if you if you saw that anywhere, but um, in our community, they are very supportive of local artists. And throughout my growing up, I was always given a platform to sing, you know, whether it be at someone's wedding or one of the Portuguese clubs lunches or, you know, we've got very cool big festivals that we host like all over the place all the time. And they, there'll be a lot of big names singing there, but also, you know, they, the organizers always like phone me up or phone up my colleagues and be like, here's a, an hour slot for you. So that's where I got the exposure. And I'm so grateful for that because that's the way you become an entertainer is by being given opportunities to actually perform for people. What's the reason for this being an occasional thing and not a full-time thing? Oh, gosh, you know, I've got a few friends that are pros in the industry 
and I see how hard they work and it's it's a tough industry you know and when I left school my parents were not really like go and become a singer you know it's like I had to study something I had to get a degree so you know I kind of just got into the grind that way but I am just so privileged that I can I can do both and I can you know that I get that I get to perform um yeah at the moment I'm also recovering from a little vocal surgery that I had in December so that's why I sound a bit but sexier than normal I've been <laughs> like this for a month but um hopefully this is going to be a big year for me I've got lots of projects that I'm excited to do and I really want to get stuck in but I've obviously got to look after the pipes first and get them all healed when you mentioned that you got a lot of industry friends and you just see how hard you know they work what are some of the things that you've seen that have maybe put you off you know when it comes to making music a full-time thing for you what do you see that makes you feel ah, I cannot go into that full-time just like they're so good, my friends. They are so, so amazing and so, so talented. And they've got work ethic of next to none, but they just don't get the exposure necessarily that I, I think they deserve. And I think that's that's the hard part. You mentioned the exposure, you know, the exposure that, that they deserve. What do you feel is enough exposure? What do you feel as a South African creative is the sort of exposure that would be adequate for the amount of work that some of these artists are putting in. Gosh, I think in short, I mean, if you, you're managing to to pay your bills and live your life and being able to gig every weekend, I, I think that you've pretty much hit hit the hit the jackpot there with your, your career. Mm, mm, 100%. Yeah, and obviously in the beginning, I mentioned um, uh, the music video that you did. Um, it was for a cover. Um, I don't want to butcher the name of the song because my friend. Oh, for ever. Yes. <laughs> oh Thank yes, you. that's the yeah, yeah, yeah that was a new one. Yeah, thanks for that. And um yeah, for for that music video is absolutely, you know, it's amazing. The way that it looks. Thank you. It it got me sort of wondering, you know, there's a lot of artists that you'll find get to a stage where they're now wanting to shoot a music video and uh some of the things that, you know, aren't really said or not really spoken about um is how maybe one might prepare for a music video. I mean, you didn't just wake up that day of the shoot like straight straight from bed go to shoot and it's done you know you must have done some sort of preparation to go there and maybe even prior so let me in on you know the creative process behind the music video and the things that had to happen in order for that music video to be released in the state that it's in so the first thing that I want to say about Fridjevig is that um, I did the video for a competition so Fridjevig is actually by an African singer called William Wolfe, and he hosted this competition where people could submit covers. So I saw this as a huge opportunity to, you know, have a, a go in the Afrikaans market because I, I don't actually sing in Afrikaans. <laughs> Lots of people told me I did it really well, so I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Fidiyeva is actually, if you watch the um, actual original music video, it's a love story between a guy and a girl. Okay. And I saw this and I'm like, hey, this song could very well be about a mom and a daughter and that sort of connection. So I wanted to turn the whole concept, you know, into like a, from a different perspective, which also kind of goes to show how musically people interpret songs differently and yeah. that's the beauty of music, right? Mm. So I'd worked with the guys that I filmed with um, before. Uh, they did my, my first music video. Yeah. And and yeah, I've, it, it, the process kind of just flowed because I knew I knew I wanted this the a music video to be about me and my daughter. I knew I wanted to involve my horse in it, and 
everything flowed. But just in terms of, I don't know, like there's like little subtle things, like there'll be shots of the horse and then there's like a, a pen that my daughter plays with that's a unicorn, you know, so kind of trying to say dreams and reality and yeah, and my daughter's a huge fan of having little picnic parties. And then I think you saw that in the video where yeah. I'm actually having a little picnic with her. And mm. it was also a beautiful memory for me and her. And boy, can I tell you that there's a lot of diva star quality in my kid. She oh, was <laughs> like top notch enjoying this being filmed, right? The mm. camera, she couldn't get enough of having the camera in her face. But that also being said, boy, is it hard to film with a horse wow. and a three and a half year old. No way. It was like some of the shots that we had to get, like I'm holding the horse and I, I, you saw I was wearing a dress. Yes, it exactly. Was the whole thing. Um, but, you know, advice to people wanting to, you know, make music and make videos and make that kind of visual art is be as authentic to your vision as you possibly can. Mm. You know, of course, like I wanted to do well in the competition. I was really hoping that maybe, you know, I could win it if I gave it a good go. Yeah. But the most important thing for me was to display my interpretation of the song and to bring uh, my vision to life. I didn't win the competition, unfortunately, but I did get a top 10 mention. So I'm like, okay, we'll take that. And I've got a very beautiful video that I'm very proud of. If you were to get into this music thing on a more consistent sort of basis, is that the sort of market that you'd, you'd go for, the Afrikaans market? Oh, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, I like to entertain. So if there's an Afrikaans crowd out there that wants to sing along and have a good hours set with me I'd go for it I mean I'm definitely keen I'm very very much about exploring musically and trying different things I mean one of the songs that I, I sing regularly is Brenda Fassi's Bulindlela and I learned that like phonetically from scratch by myself like it, it's such a big song and what I love about that song is you know you go to these events and that you just you connect with people like on, on another level. So you must have been doing this for a very long time then. I mean, that's that's absolutely incredible. I mean, being able to connect with people in that sort of way. Um, in terms of entertainment, is it just the singing or is there, you know, other things as well that you're doing with that? <laughs> it's definitely the singing. But for me, it's like, you know, I go to an event, they give me my slot and I'm just there to make people have a good time. You know, get out of your head enjoy the space enjoy the music connect and have fun that's the type of entertainer that i am nice and obviously i'm wishing you many more of those uh in in 2024 Thank it would you. really be exciting to also see you maybe come down here um in durban as well you know sometime in the future that would be nice see you um what are some of those plans that you were telling me about obviously um it did sound sort of like the music will be picking up uh, a lot more so what do you have planned yeah. for the year? So I'm hoping to perform at a few more festivals this year. I've got a, an idea for a new music video. Um, well, actually, it'll be another cover. And also hoping to do some more original stuff. I think I need another song out this year. So, yeah, that's that's the plan. I've just got to, I've got to get better. <laughs> this thing, yeah, I've just got to get better first so I can get the show on the road. But, you know, I had a I had a bit of a break from singing when I had my daughter. You know, between having my daughter, my daughter was born one week into COVID. Oh so my. you can imagine, it's just like it's COVID yeah. and I became a new mom and I just took a break. And yeah. then last year I got back on a stage and it was like no time had passed and it was the best thing ever. And I'm just like, you know what? 
I'm not missing out anymore. Mm. And one of the ways I think we can tell that you're actually serious about this is the fact that you've got um, the services of a publicist as well. Because as I mentioned in the right at the beginning of this uh, interview, is that obviously Genevieve of Indie does it, um, organizes. Shout out to Genevieve. And, um, you know, what to you sort of you know, informed this decision of working with a publicist because it's something that I often talk about and I try to preach to artists that it's it's quite pivotal, you know, it, it does enhance, you know, the journey. So for you, what sort of knowledge did you have in your mind that sort of drove you towards a decision to get yourself a publicist? So first and foremost, I sing Genevieve's praises every day of the week. She is amazing at what she does. Uh, I met Genevieve through um, a project that I did in 2022. So um, I'm, I'm not sure if you came across my other video. Um, I had a, a horse for, gosh, she was in my life for a long, long, long time. And she was like, you know, like I said, you know, they become like your partner and pet child. And she passed away in a very terrible accident that I unfortunately witnessed. And in dealing with, with the grief, I wrote a song for her and also, you know, about loss in general, you know, once again to connect with people. And when the song was done and the video was done, it wasn't enough for me. And I partnered up with a, a welfare organization that helps um, horses in distress and also families that are reliant on donkeys or horses, you know, for their daily living. Because like you and I, you wouldn't think that there's someone out there that needs his horse to go and fetch him water. What this organization does is they literally help the people care for the horses so that they can, you know, do their lives and earn their money. So when I partnered um, with the Highfield Horse Care Unit, I then reached out to Genevieve and I said, we've got to get the song out there. And with the song, I want to take these people with me. I want to get them exposure. I want to try and help them get the most funding possible that they can. And I mean, all of this was, you know, in memory of my horse. Mm. So what do you feel like are some of the benefits of working through a publicist? Oh, she, I mean, she put me in touch with people that I would have never been able to, you know, get a hold of. Um, we, we've done so many, so many radio interviews. I've done podcasts. We were on TV, on the Groot on Bait. Uh, we were also on Morning Live, which was a fantastic opportunity. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without her. So I definitely recommend if you're serious about the project that you're working on or just your musical in, in general, having a publicist will definitely help you um, push you push you along. 100%. What I want to get from you now is any South African artist that you might want to work with in future. If you had to create a show and you were the headline, pick three artists that you would play alongside they have to be South African, though. I would make a show with my friend. <laughs> um, with uh, Lee Cole. I don't know if you know Mr. Lee Cole. Okay. And um, Mr. Miguel Preguero, who's also got a lot of lot of good tunes out on radio. Mm. I'd work with them. And, I mean, we have worked together in the past. Um, yeah, I think. And, and in the Afrikaans market, there are also quite a few um, singers that I, I quite admire. I love Demi Limoua. Mm-hmm. I'd love to to sing a song with her. Yeah. No. And um, I've also done, I don't know if you remember, a band called Ballyhoo. They Sounds sang familiar. the song Man on the Moon. Okay, yeah. I would love to do a show with them. And I've, I've been like 
toying with the idea. I must actually just call them up and say, you know, can we do a few songs or something? Because they're iconic. They are like <laughs> legends in the industry. And and they've recently got back together and they're out there doing their thing again. And yeah. it's just something else to watch people with that amount of experience still rocking it and entertaining. Mm. I need you to tell me about the entertainment industry in Joburg. Uh, obviously, we all know it as sort of like the Hollywood of South Africa. You know, it might be things that you hear from the outside looking in and how maybe amazing it might look. Um, is this the case? Would you say as someone who's experienced the Johannesburg sort of entertainment scene, it's as amazing as it looks to us who are maybe in Durban or maybe in Cape Town? I just think there's a lot of opportunity up here to to perform. Yeah. You know, and there obviously there are also a lot of you know, recording studios and, you know, people in the know that can help you along in your career. So, you know, I mean, you can make your music anywhere, really, if you've got a good enough laptop and a keyboard. But I think it definitely does help if you need exposure and you actually want to gig to be in a place that offers you a lot of opportunities. And I, I do think, I mean, my experience of of Durban is quite limited in that way, unfortunately, so I can't make a direct comparison but yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunity to sing up here. That is very beautiful. Katya, thank you so much for spending a bit of time thank with you me. Thank you so much. Um, I loved absolutely learning about how the music video, you know, was made and, you know, the horse and what you had to go through with your daughter as well. Absolutely brilliant getting some of that insights and just the general sort of entertainment space and what your plans are for the rest of the year. I know that your vocals are resting at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you maybe have a date at all in mind, maybe in terms of when you'll recover? and maybe when we can expect a new song because I'm pretty sure there are some Katya fans out there that followed you from your competition days and so on and so forth who are just waiting in anticipation. Are there any dates, maybe even ballpark? Ballpark, I would say April. April, early May, hopefully. At least then I'll be I'll, I'll be gigging again. But, but the big project that I have in mind, I don't want to mention too much about it. I'm quite excited about it. Um, but that probably sort of middle to the end of the year. Oh my, I'm so excited. By the way, I don't know if I can ask, voice, what happened? So basically, I think it was just from overuse last year. On the one vocal fold, I'd had a few little bumps, not necessarily nodules, but like little bumps. So um, the doctor just basically went in and he, he smoothed out the bumps. Yeah, it sounds terrible. And I, I don't even want to know what that must look like when you're in surgery. And it was terrifying, but I, I worked with a, well, worked with, I went to a fantastic doctor. He treats a lot of the, the big names out there and yeah, putting my faith in him. We're going to get back on the horse, excuse the pun, as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. So do you have to do any exercises maybe to, you know, enhance the journey of recovery or do you just need to not sing? So um, I had to take a vow of silence last year after my up. I wasn't allowed to talk Jeez. for like two weeks, which was very interesting and very wow. frustrating. And I'm in speech therapy now and I've got exercises that I've got to do twice a day, every day. And yeah, and just generally watch out with um, with what I do with my voice. Something very interesting that I learned that I didn't realize is it's extremely bad for your voice to actually talk on online calls or even to send voice notes or and maybe for yourself for yourself no to just be aware of the volume that you use because when we're talking on a call we actually don't realize that we possibly talk at the top of our voices 
So yeah, just watch that. Yeah, that's why sometimes I sit really close to the computer and I'm just talking very soft. <laughs> Thank you for that pro tip. Uh, it really helps. Where can people get in touch with you online if they want to sort of work with you or want to follow you on social media? You can get hold of me on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. My handle is Katya Devalia and also on Facebook. And I'd love to connect with people and Yeah, make new music and learn new things. Hey, that is epic. And to you, the audience, thank you for tuning into this amazing episode with Katia. There's more coming through this year. Do remember to check out all our stuff on our website, www.sledgeunderground.com. Check out sledgeunderground.store as well. That's where all our merch is. And uh, yeah, we're going to catch you next time on Sledge Underground. For now, it's bye.